It is the most wonderful time of the year. And you know what that means, prophecy. That's right. We're starting a new series on prophecy, specifically looking at the prophecies made about Jesus in the Old Testament. That's what we'll be discussing today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. I'm Robbie Lashua, your host here on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and I'm here with my amazing, jolly, fa-la-la-la-la, oh, oh, wow, that was good, co-host Tyler Hurley. What's up, Tyler? Hey, what's up? I'm feeling jolly. That's why. You are. That's good. Hey, that's a great thing. You had a a creme brulee latte earlier. I did. You're feeling the festivities, the holidays. That was really good. They are really Mm -hmm. good, actually. Festive drinks. I love them. That's good. Well, hey, we're excited to be here with you guys starting on a new uh, series on prophecy and talking about um, the prophecies made about Jesus, who he is, when he's going to come, where he's going to come, what he's going to do. All of these things Mm -hmm. uh, will be coming. But in this episode, we're going to talk about what's the big deal about prophecy? What's God trying to do with prophecy and get into the purpose of it? before we start looking at the specifics of the prophecies about Jesus. Right. And the goal with this, we want you as the listener to be focused on sharing this information with your neighbors and with your friends and family, because it's really important. And around this time of the year, uh, between all the craziness of the gifts and the shopping and family get-togethers, it's important that we... uh, remind ourselves of the whole point of why we celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's to remember the coming of Jesus. And that's the whole goal of this series. We want you to know the prophecies and be able to start conversations with people to and be confident in the information to share about Jesus as a topic to the gospel. Yeah, we also, too, if you're out there and you're a skeptic and you don't believe in this Jesus stuff, um, I'd like for you to wrestle with these prophecies because it is crazy the stuff that God foretold about Jesus before he came that yeah, he fulfilled yeah. and he did. Like you have to reckon with it. It's a it's a book that exists that's out there that we know these prophecies were made way way before Jesus came. And so we've got to ask ourselves is this just good guessing? Is it, you know, what is going on with this book uh, as we look into these prophecies? So if you're a skeptic or if you have skeptical friends, we'd love for you to pass this podcast on to them to to start the conversation about who is Jesus, what did he do, and how did God or how did this book, right, predict all of these things that he would do if God wasn't behind it. And right. obviously yeah. our contention is God was behind it. That's the <laughs> whole point of it. So Yeah, and so and so with that, though, before we get into the topic today, uh, we just wanted to remind everyone listening that we are now on YouTube. Woohoo! Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been planning that out for a long time, and we're super excited that uh, it's finally all coming together. Um, we're, uh, so go on our YouTube channel and uh, be sure to subscribe to follow up any updates on new videos that we're uploading. And with that, we also wanted to draw special attention to the sign that you see in the background of those YouTube videos. Yeah, our friend Matthew made this sweet uh, sign. I'm looking at it right now. It is amazing. It's a wooden sign uh, with our logo on it in metal. Uh, He does such good work. Uh, And and we want to promote him and let you know about it, especially if you live in the Phoenix area, because he's local here, and Christmas is coming up, and you might have some uh, projects you need done or stuff that you want um, um, to, to 
to buy from him and, and what he does for for presents. So we want to give you the, his information. Um, you can find him. I think the best place to go is on uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. where we actually contacted him for the first time. Yeah, he followed us on Instagram, and then yeah. we saw his stuff, and it's it just super cool. He like, does he has, great work. He has a lot of awesome projects that he's done in the past. Like uh, there's pictures of like wooden bow ties he's made, or like crazy. Uh, other like w- cool artsy yeah, projects, signs, that he's with. Yeah, boxes, signs and, planters, tables, whole bunch yeah. of stuff. He's just a really gifted, talented guy, and so we just wanted to uh, recognize the awesome work that he did on this sign and just uh, kind of give him a shout out. But yeah, we will also so to find him, we're going to include his information in the show notes. But with that, um, you can also go on our Instagram page, and you'll see under our story shares that we have on there the whole sign progress page that we put up on our Instagram feed. You can follow it on there and look at all the different Instagram stories we put up of his progress on the sign, and you can find his Instagram page through that process as well. Yep, yeah, and and his Instagram page is se collective. Now listen, collective has no e on the end of it. Right. You know why? Why is that? Because he's trendy. Ah. That's why. Because it's cool. <laughs> SE Collective. It stands for Squirrely Early Collective. That's the name of his company. You can find him on Instagram at SE Collective with no E at the end. Uh, but nice. we will put it in the show notes so you can check him out. Highly encourage you to go and uh, get some cool handmade stuff for your friends and family for this Christmas season. Yeah, that'd be great. So, All right. Well, let's move into the topic for today. Are you ready for this, Tyler? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. Prophecy, right? Let's talk about what it is and what God is trying to do with it. So when we talk about what is prophecy, right, this word, you hear this word all the time, right? Mm. What is it? Well, the idea is that God was going to show his prophets, people who spoke on his behalf, he was going to show them, tell them about events that were going to come in the future, foretelling about events to come. So that when they happened, we would know that these weren't mere men coming up with ideas, but there had to be a God informing them about future events because these are things they couldn't have known about. Right. They're not just good guesses. They're so specific or there's so many of them or they're so far before the event happened. They couldn't have just happened by people guessing. Right, yeah. And so that's what prophecy is, yeah. right? Yeah, it, 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 it just paints a bigger picture showing like, hey, you should probably listen to them. If well, and I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's what God's trying to do is to get attention by it. Because here's, yeah. here's the thing. Um, if if there's a God who exists and he wants to communicate with us, yeah, how would you go about doing that? Would right. you um, come down with a loud voice and force everybody to have to – serve you well you could um that wouldn't get people to love you that would just get a bunch of people to bow down and be subservient right yeah (laughs) so so he doesn't do that um but if he wants to get a message across to us man there's so many messages that come across my my path every day right i'm told to buy this or to think like this or to smell like this or to eat this (laughs) yeah and there's so many messages right um, there's also so many different religions, right? Some people will say that there's so many religions. How do you know which one's true? If God was really trying to communicate and to get our attention, how would he go about that? This is a good yeah. question to ask, It is a good right? question. It's good right. to think through. Um, I think that he would communicate to us in words because we understand words. Right. It's helpful, right? 
<clears throat> but how does he validate that his message is legitimately from him? Because any crazy person can say whatever they want. Yeah, right. Like, I could write a book today claiming it was from God. How, how are you going to know if it is or if it isn't? Yeah, right. No kidding. Like Anybody can come off the street and just tell you that they have divine wisdom and sure. say whatever they want. I've but had th- people say that in L.A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no kidding. I've seen that happen, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they all so, claim to be Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so it happens. So I think that, the, and that's what we're going to break down a little bit more in detail. But I think that when we see these miracles and, or prophecies, essentially that which are, are a miracle, which are a miracle, yeah. yes, uh, these prophecies that come to pass when they do. I think it validates and shows, hey, you know what? Maybe we should be listening to them. Like, like yes. For, for example, like if if. Someone made a prophecy today, and that came to pass that, like, who wasn't a Christian, who say was a Buddhist or something mm-hmm. like that, and that something major that was prophesied, and then it can't, comes to pass, and it's like, you know what? Maybe there's a little bit of truth to behind. Maybe it. I something. should pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah, to the rest of the because they're validating something. They ha- they know something that you don't. Yes, that's the point. Or or somebody that told them knows something I don't, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so and, and that's what prophecy helps us to see. It's it's like an attention getter. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like a hey, this is this is a reason you should listen up. This is a reason you should pay attention to what I'm saying. Because if I can predict these future events, maybe you should listen to me when it comes to other things. Yeah, I, 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 so. I, I kind of think that's the idea behind why God does prophecy. And it's a cool thing because he uses human history yes. and events in the past to predict events in the future, and then he writes them into a book so we can know what went on and what happened. Yeah, It's yeah, really right. a, it's a cool process, right? It is, it is. And I think, uh, I think with that, too, we just have to think, like, the whole point of this, right? What are the points behind prophecy? Like, why does it matter? Uh, why, like, what is God trying to do through these prophecies? And I think, uh, I think that when we look at the prophecies through the Old Testament, leading up to, and specifically for Christmas, we're going to be getting into uh, messianic prophecy mm-hmm. a lot. But the the point is, is uh, what we want to establish is uh, why does it matter, and what is the point of going through the process of of the prophecies? Like, yeah, why does God do that? And I think that God, I, I think yeah. that one of the things He's doing with it. Is, is, and this is what's so beautiful about the real God, is he doesn't just say, just trust me because I'm me. He gives us evidence and reasons. Mm. And prophecy, fulfilled prophecy, is a huge piece of evidence that Christianity has that, to be honest, nobody else really has. That's the thing. Looking out throughout, all throughout history, in my lifetime, I haven't typically seen other prophecies, legitimate prophecies, come true that weren't through Scripture. No, in. yeah, and there's there, and we're going to get into some false prophecies of other religions and things, but yeah. there really isn't, man. There's nothing like what the Old Testament predicts, especially about Jesus. There's not. There's not. And what uh, comes to pass? The absolute precise information that's given in the mm-hmm. in the biblical prophecies and how they came to pass. It's it's incredible, and you can there's see nothing else like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can't you can't point out other examples of that from different source materials. Mm-hmm. And no, so, yeah. and, and actually, if you study other supposed prophecies, they really flounder yeah, poorly, yeah. which we're going to do. But yeah, and so that, that's the question, too, that a lot of people ask is, uh, how do we know if these prophecies are from God? Well, and this is what's so—I yeah. I love this. And we've talked about this passage uh, in Scripture a lot of times before. Yes. Um, but, but this is a really cool passage. So let's think about Israelite history, okay? So God— um, comes to Abraham, makes a promise, 
that he's going to have a whole bunch of descendants through Isaac, through Sarah, right? And that he's going to possess a specific land that God's going to give him. And that um, through him, there's going to be a seed to come who's going to be a blessing to all peoples of the world. So this starts off. And so Abraham has a son. He has a son. He has sons. They become tribes. There's a bunch of them. They go into Egypt 400 years, 400 plus years. And then Moses is called to bring the Israelites out of Egypt, right? And Moses writes down the first five books of the Bible, which account the stuff I just kind of went over. So Moses accounts for it. And Moses is like the first prophet of Israel. He's called a prophet. He prophesies. He's telling people all this stuff. And so you get into the end, near near the end of, of his writings, the end of the, the, the latter part of Deuteronomy in chapter 18, all right? And he promises, hey, God's going to rise up another prophet from among our people, and he's going to come, and you know, um, because Moses is uh, getting old, and he's not going to be around forever. So what, what happens next is kind of the question. Yeah, right. Then we come to this passage in Deuteronomy 18, verses 19 through 22, and this is what Moses says to the people. It shall come about that whoever will not listen to God's words, my words, God's words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who speaks a word presumptuously in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or which he speaks in the names of other gods— that prophet shall die. So this is God speaking to the people mm. through Moses. And he says, listen, I'm going to raise up a prophet, but if you don't listen, then I'm going to require that of you. Yeah. And if a prophet says something is from me and it wasn't, um, then um, he's going to die. Yeah. So the question automatically that you should think of is, okay, well, how do I know if a prophet... Um, is really from you or not? How, how will I know if the next coming prophet lies to me about what you say? Right? Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a valid question. Well, God anticipates that, and this is what he says in verse 21. You may say in your heart, how will we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? Yeah. Great question. Verse 22. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not come about or come true... That is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Mm, Easy test. Yeah, that's great. If he says this is from God and it doesn't happen, he's a liar. Because God doesn't say things that won't occur. That's that's true. Right? Because he's God. He's all-knowing. He knows what's to come. That's, that's the idea here. Yeah, right. So it's a very simple test. So if somebody comes along and says, thus saith the Lord, and the thing that they prophesy about does not happen, they're not a real prophet. Yeah. They, they've spoken right. out of line. They're, they're not saying what God has said, right? So this is a real easy test to know about prophecies. So we have to um, analyze all of the prophecies in the Old Testament according to this rule. You're right. You're Did right. the stuff Isaiah say happen? Right? Did yeah, the stuff yeah. that Jeremiah said, are they legit prophets? Yeah, or can they be like validated by this test is the question we want to exactly. know. Is it right? Yep, exactly. And so that's how we can know if prophecy happened. And this is what I love about it, which it means if God is the author of prophesying about future events, <clears throat> they're going to happen. And I can know that, that the word spoken is from God when I see it happen. The test is if it happens in reality. 
Yeah. Anybody can say a good story. Anybody can make up vague facts about the future. If they say something's going to happen and it does, I need to pay attention to them because they're probably speaking on God's behalf. Mm. That's, I think that, that's the idea here. Um, so that's how we can know if prophecies are legit, if they happen. Um, it's, it's like the correspondence theory of truth, right? Yeah. Right. Truth is reality. <laughs> and, and when there's a book out there that predates events that it foretells and they actually come true, I can trust it because yeah, reality right. has been proved it, has proved it, which means God is behind it. Yeah. And so that's the whole idea that we're trying to get across here is we want to um, kind of pick apart the differences between false prophecies and true prophecies that came from the Lord. And so with that, we have a, a few examples, actually, of some really interesting occurrences of false prophecies in culture. And uh, Yeah, well, because yeah. a lot of people will say, like, okay, well, yeah, the Bible has prophecies, but there's, some, there's a ton of other things that have prophecies, right? And yeah, you yeah. always, always hear, well, what about Nostradamus? Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that too. Okay, so let's investigate Nostradamus a little bit, right? Yeah. Right. Did this guy really predict the future? A lot, a lot of people don't know too much about him. Um, he lived from 1503 to 1566. He was French. Yeah, right. Um, which I'm, I'm kind of French, French-Canadian, you know, okay, lineage, okay. whatever. So, so you can prophesy. I can't, <laughs> no. And this guy was a tool, and he shouldn't have done what he did either. Um, but if you, if you read up on him, he actually got really involved in the occult. Mm, and he yeah. would stare. It, it talks about yes, how he he'd stare at um, bowls of water with herbs in them, right? And he would go into trances yeah, and he'd see strange. visions. And yeah, th- not, not a good thing to be doing. Um, but everybody always says, oh, he made these amazing prophecies about the future. Really, Tyler? I would say no. Did he? I, I read the top the top ten prophecies of Nostradamus, and they're all pretty bad. They are. They are. And um, now, it, it's just insane because you even mention uh, typically with, with prophecies. You the cooler aspects of prophecies that come to pass are the ones that happen after someone dies because they weren't a lot alive to predict them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now we didn't uh, like. Uh, um, uh, we 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 we're gonna mention this one prophecy too with uh, Nostradamus. It's really interesting. But he he people claim that he predicted that, that King Henry mm-hmm. was going. Uh, he predicted exactly how he was gonna die, is what they said. But the thing is, is we're not including that as a legitimate prophecy because it happened during the time he was still alive. Yeah. So uh, already one of the top prophecies of Notre Dame is, is not even an actual prophecy. Because it's it not because it happened during his lifetime. And then there's even questions on. When he printed his prophecies, did they happen? Did it happen after? Were they published after the event happened? (laughs) So there's a lot of argument over that one specifically. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks, though. But there are other ones that people try to claim, oh, this was predicted. We should have seen it coming. And you go, how, based on what he said, could you see it coming? Right, right. So the first one, and a lot of people are familiar with this, is there's some people who say Nostradamus predicted the events of September 11th, 2001. Mm, right. So let's check that out. Let's yeah, read yeah. the prophecy, the supposed prophecy of Nostradamus. Yeah. So what he says in his writings, this is the supposed prophecy. Earth-shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around the new city, not New York City, the new city. Two great rocks will war for a long time. Then Arethusa, I hope I said that right, will redden a new river. So that, that's that's that's, that's a prophecy. That's it, and they say 
Basically, they're saying, so again, on the morning of September 11, 2001, the two towers, which they claim to be the two great rocks described. The two great rocks. In this. Well, okay, let's think about this. The two great rocks. Yeah. The, the prophecy says, two great rocks will war for a long time. Yeah. Couldn't I, okay, now let's think about this. Mm -hmm. Couldn't I say, this is actually a prophecy about Dwayne Johnson, hmm. the rock. Okay fighting another wrestler that's going to be called Petra ah, Rock. Okay. Couldn't I say that? Two Great Rocks in the new a city. long time. In the new city, yeah, because they're in Philadelphia. Not the old Philadelphia, but the new one. Do you see how you can make this And then what if on the stage when they're, when they're wrestling, a big flamethrower comes out, and then that's the earth-shaking earth fire, fire from, from the, the center. center of the earth. We would just fit the prophecy right there. That seems to be what people do with Nostradamus because this is so vague. You can make it mean whatever you want. The only yeah, thing right. – think about it. The only thing that this prophecy has to do with September 11th is two great rocks are mentioned. So there's two and yeah. there were two twin – there were twin towers. So two – OK, yes. Yeah. And then new city – but that doesn't mean New York City. Well, the thing is, too, it's, it's not New City. It's not actually claiming New City is the name of the city. It says will cause tremors around the New City, yeah. meaning there's a, a a young city. So think about this: earth shaking fire from the center of the earth will cause tremors around New City. And that's the other thing. That sounds like something's because coming out of the New, earth. New York City wasn't a new city. No, but it's new. York. That's what you're missing. See, Correct. All he missed was the York. But he that's the new, thing. He still missed city, it. Tyler. That's the I point. Know. It's so right. vague. It could mean anything. But some yeah, people will right. say this is what it means. And then the whole red in a new river. What is that? I, you know, it has nothing to do with. <laughs> it has nothing the rest to do. The and this is one of his yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, that's this is the label is one part. of his best. So people always say, "Oh, Nostradamus could tell the future." Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Let's look at another one. Yeah. Some so, people claim that Nostradamus predicted the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Yes, that's right. And so the writings where they get this um, where they get this prediction from, it says the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime. Conflict at Reims, London, and a pestilence in Tuscany. Okay. That's so weird. Yeah. So <laughs> I like how it ends. A pestilence in Tuscany. Yes, it's it's <laughs> interesting. And so so the idea of this is what what people claim Notre Dame has predicted here and prophesied was that President John Kennedy, who is the great man, re received numerous death threats petition, which every single president in the United States yeah every president ever, ever yeah has received death has threats. Received That's so true. So yeah. uh, so again vague. Uh, and then over the course of his presidency, he received these threats. But while visiting Dallas on November 22nd, 1963, the president was gunned down. The thunderbolt. He was shot. And so time. that must be what Nostradamus meant by thunderbolt. Yes, that's, that's what they're claiming. And so with that, the assassination shocked and devastated the nation. But with that, they also claim where it, the prophecy says another falls at nighttime. They claim that that part of the prophecy was about his brother, Bobby Kennedy, Mm -hmm. who was later assassinated just after midnight on June 5th, June 5th 1968. Okay, so what <laughs> we have here in Nostradamus, it talks about a great man, which you could say that's anybody. Yeah, yeah. Who's struck down by a thunderbolt. Well, a gun isn't a thunderbolt. 
You're right. Yeah. I mean, that, right, it's not, right? Yeah. It's, that's not what it is. Um, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. So there were petitions that were of assassinate you. Yeah. That's what they're saying it means. According to the prediction, another falls at nighttime, and that must be Bobby Kennedy a couple of years later, who died just after midnight. But then there's this whole conflict at Reims, London, and a pestilence in <laughs> Tuscany. What does that have to do with anything? He was in Dallas. Has nothing to do with the assassination. It seems like people are trying to fit in events that happened into this thing. Couldn't yeah. you once again? Couldn't <laughs> couldn't you? Couldn't you? With wrestling, couldn't you say, oh, this actually refers to The Rock? Because he's a great man. He's humongous, right? <laughs> and he got struck down by a wrestler named Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Oh, see, these all fit with wrestlers. You see, he got, this is yeah. Great. And there was an evil deed that was foretold by the announcer. He was yeah. telling what was going to happen. And you know what? They always get political in the WWE. I bet you they had yep. a paper petition saying, you need to get out That's of right. here. And then The Undertaker starts- comes out. Uh, nighttime, you see? Another falls at night. falls at nighttime. So it all fits. It's oh, and not only that, this entire wrestling event took place in Europe. And in they London. ate Tuscan chicken right before the match. Wow. See, Look at that. Again, you can make up whatever you want with this stuff. It's so vague and so nonspecific. But a, a lot of people will point to and want the truth of Nostradamus to, to be actual prophecy. Yeah, right. That was fulfilled. And you look at it and you go, man, that's not very good. It's, no, it's, it's, not. it's Especially when you compare it to biblical prophecy. Yeah. The Bible yeah. is very specific about things. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, but this is just, it's pretty juvenile. It's pretty yeah, Bush League. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a joke, honestly. Because the thing is, yeah. is like, yeah, he wrote all these things saying that these were prophecies to co- that would come to pass. But it's like, and then these are only a few examples, but we went and read like, a lot of other prophecies. These are some of the top ten. Yeah, these yeah. are some of the best of his prophecies. And I was going to say these were these are the best because the, the other ones we looked at, even in the top ten, weren't that good. No, these are the best of the top ten that we're giving you right now. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, and so it's just it doesn't really hold its own weight. Like there's no like, like there's so vague. Mm-hmm. There's not enough specific information to pinpoint that these are the actual events he was talking about. No, which which it's, means we probably don't really care what Nostradamus said. Yeah, because who, who cares? It's not it's validated like, no, by anything. No. There's no proof. No, he. I mean, he made some interesting writings and stories that people followed yeah. after and thought, okay, that's an interesting concept, but doesn't really happen. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Right? It doesn't matter. In, in the it grand doesn't. scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much. Now, what about moving to other religions that claim to make prophecies? Yes. With that, we've talked about this vaguely before, uh, but with the Book of Mormon and with Joseph Smith in particular, he has in the Book of Mormon and in Doctrine and Covenants prophecies that did not come to pass. Yeah, and the first one we want to look at, it's interesting because it does actually have to do with Christmas. It does. It has to do with the birth of Jesus. Yes, that's correct. Uh, It says, this is in the Book of Mormon, this is in Scripture. Um, It says, born in, uh, that Jesus is born in Jerusalem. It says in Alma 7.10, he shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is in the land of our forefathers. So now, now we need to think about this a little bit. Yes. Um, let's pretend, because because again, I don't think the Book of Mormon is actually an old book. I think that Joseph Smith wrote it in the 1800s. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but he claims that it's an old book he discovered and he he translated from Reformed Egyptian into English. Right. So let's just for sake of argument, I don't believe this. 
but just for sake of argument, let's say it is an old book and that the book of Alma predated Jesus' birth. Right. The prediction, the prophecy here is that Jesus will be born in Jerusalem. Yeah. he Was, was a- Jesus born in Jerusalem? No, he was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. This is a big... Now, again, so either it is an old book that predates Christ. I don't believe that. But let's just say it was. Right. Almost a false prophet. Yeah, he is. And, the, you know, the thing is, Mormons uh, have tried to uh, argue for this passage and saying, well, it says... It says he shall be born of Mary at Jerusalem, which is in the land of our forefathers. So it's saying in the land of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. However, you, you talk to any scholar, any uh, uh, ge- geographical scholar mm-hmm. uh, from biblical, uh, biblical studies and like knowing the layout of the land or anyone in history, throughout yeah. history, culturally, these are two very distinct cities mm-hmm. that aren't that close together. I mean, they're 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 close to us, like today. But like back then, like traveling on that's a well, they're and then, they're called different names. They're which called means different they're names. Different places. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, that's like saying uh, like 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 it just doesn't make any sense. That's the point. And so it doesn't. So so either it's an old book with a right. false prophecy in it, or it's a new book and Joseph Smith got the detail wrong. Right, and, and either I, way, I think the latter is what's true. But yeah. either way, it's a false prediction. This isn't what happened. That's correct, and that's the thing. If this is true anyways, too, that uh, w- which we believe is the case, that uh, Joseph Smith just wrote the Book of Mormon in, out, out of himself in the 1800s, he didn't – we don't believe that he actually got it from something. But mm-hmm. the point is, is if that is true, if he did just make this up, he had the source material too even saying that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Yeah. And yet he still wrote Jerusalem. So, so that's just, again, bad interpretation, bad – yeah, prophecy. he either screwed it up or he intentionally did it for some weird reason. Who knows? Yeah, so either but way. either way, this is a big deal because it's false yeah, prophecy. Yeah, and, and then with that, we even have another one that Joseph Smith did in Doctrine and Covenants. We do, but before we get into that, uh, we want to yes. take a break here and hear a word from our sponsor about yes. a really great book that I'd encourage you to get as a Christmas gift, as a stocking stuffer Yeah, I think um, by D.A. Horton. Yeah, you're going to love this book. I've read it. I liked it. We had him on the show not too long ago. Yeah, like yeah. A, a month, like a month a or two ago. A month or so ago, yeah. Yeah. That's and right. so we're going to take a quick break so you can hear about this book and where you can get it. And we'll be right back to talk more about prophecy. Stop saying reconciliation. Stop saying racism. Reconciliation implies that diverse groups of people were at one time at a point of conciliation. But that hasn't been the case. As the people of God, we are the only humans who have experienced true reconciliation. There is no one better to enter this tension with hope and solutions. What does God say about racism? In the Bible, he addresses it, but it's not our 21st century Americanized version of racism. He gets at the core, the sin of partiality. And when we really understand that, we can learn how to embrace our kingdom ethnicity and teach others to do the same. Read Intentional by D.A. Horton as he breaks down how God addresses these issues and the practical guidance for where we go from there. Following Jesus holistically means holding in tension our unique ethnic heritages while being part of a new humanity. Go to dahorton.com to learn more about Intentional.
All right. Well, welcome back from that word from our sponsors about uh, D.A. Horton's book, and we're going to continue talking about prophecy. So before the break, we yes. talked about how Joseph Smith in the Book of Mormon, uh, he either writing it made a false prediction about where Jesus was going to be born, or um, I, I guess it wasn't a prediction; it was a false fact. Yeah, it was <laughs> of really. where Jesus was born. Or it is an old book that um, the prophet uh, oh wrote Alma and wrote that Jesus would be born in Jerusalem, getting it wrong because he was born in Bethlehem. Right. But there's actually another prophecy that Joseph Smith made. Now, again, if we apply the test of a prophet from Deuteronomy 18 yeah. to either of these, then we don't have to worry about these guys being real prophets because what That's they true. claimed didn't come true. Yes, that's correct. And All right, so, so what's this next prophecy? Yeah, so with this next prophecy, um, this one is really interesting because Joseph Smith directly says, in the name of the Lord, this will happen. Okay. So, so he, he prophesies this in God's Thus name. Thus saith the Lord. Here yes. we go. Mm -hmm. okay. so, so basically, this is found in Doctrine and Covenants, section 57. And Doctrine and Covenants, for those of you who don't know, it's one of the holy books in Mormonism. Yes. The five holy holy sources, the, the Bible, which is the least, yes. the Book of Mormon, Doctrines and Covenants, the Pearl of Great Price, and the Living Prophet. Right, right. Are their five sources of authority. So they would, they would believe that Doctrine and Covenants, that what this is, the, these are Joseph Smith's writings that are uh, he himself will claim that he wrote this this isn't mm -hmm. like there's only two sections he didn't write in doctrines and covenants right yeah. right and so uh so this section was written by joseph smith mm -hmm. he said i'm not going to quote the whole passage because it takes place over like three paragraphs yeah where he kind of drag uh, like speaks of this but you can find it in doctrine and covenants section 57 that's where you can find this um but what joseph smith says he he basically says thus saith the lord we will build a temple in a specific plot of land in Jackson County, Missouri, Independence, Missouri, where it, where it will be built in this generation. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what he's claiming. Now, that's not the exact wording of his scripture, but that's, that's the claim. I'm summarizing it. Yep. He Thus said, saith the Lord, yes. temple, mm -hmm. this plot of land in this city. Yes, in this city. And this not very really specific. That. He says in this generation. In this, so, so in this geographical location... Yes. Plot of land city. Um, the specifics are build a temple, mm -hmm. Mormon temple, and he gives the time frame in this generation. Yes, okay. that is correct. And so, so with that, to this day, that plot of land that was sectioned off for this temple does not have a temple built upon it. To this day. Whoops. And this, so what does that mean? That means that this prophecy didn't come to pass. And that was something that he said... Again, if, we follow, if we're following the Deuteronomy 18 test of a prophet, mm -hmm. Joseph Smith said, thus saith the Lord. He claimed this was in God's name. God, God said this. Said this. Not me. God mm. said this. And, so, and Deuteronomy says, if a yeah. prophet speaks presumptuously in my name, <laughs> you don't need to be afraid of him. You don't need to listen to him. Yes. Right? That's, that's the idea. And that's exactly what we find in this prophecy of jo Joseph Smith. Yeah, that's so exactly when we, what when we survey now again what we're trying to do is set up for the rest of the series but when we survey other religions Nostradamus all of these supposed prophecies we find really bad examples of yeah, prophecies yeah. occurring, right? right? There's nothing like what Scripture shows. I just think as Christians, sometimes we're so used to hearing about these prophecies, we're used to, to knowing they came true, that yeah. we don't think how unique it is, right? how right. unique the Scriptures are and the predictions that God placed thousands of years ago 
in the mouths of the prophets that they recorded that we could see come to pass in Jesus' coming. Yeah, and so that, that goes that goes back again to what we were talking about at the beginning of this, um, of this podcast episode, is that if you wanted to tell, if you were God and you were trying to communicate who you were to people and like speak to them, right? We were saying like, yeah, you would want to be audible with them. You would want to speak in their language. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole point is like... Oh, that we're trying to make here is God did put in his best efforts into doing this. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's just incredible to think that his way of showing himself to us was through prophecy, saying that something's going to happen and then following up with it. He's proving himself to us mm-hmm. through and these it, prophecies. If he, and if he proves that he can do that, then this is the same guy who says, if you believe in me, You'll have everlasting life. Yeah. If if you if you can look through history and see how I keep my promises and the things I say happen, you can trust me when it comes to your yes, salvation. Yes. That's that's the idea here. The the and prophecies know, yeah. and the miracles validate God's message. It makes us go, This guy is trustworthy. Right, right. It's a way of gaining our trust. Well, not only that, like when you look at all the prophecies that came to pass and the things that God's done throughout history, uh, the very fact of him telling you that he's uh, giving you eternal life just for believing in what his son has done for us, Mm -hmm. like the the death and resurrection of Jesus, that that seems such so little almost in comparison when you look at like how uh, like how incredible these miracles are. Like you can trust through that, like the trust that you should have with that should be incredible that God's going to save you when you look at what he's done in the past. Yeah, and it's when you so remember evident. the things yeah. that he's done. I think I think right. one of the things that's so beautiful about this time of year, Tyler, is that it's a, it's a time where as Christians we slow down and we contemplate the things God's done in the past. Yes. We yes. look to history. We look to the prophecies. We look to all that was fulfilled in Jesus, which we're going to talk about for three weeks here. Right. There's so much that Jesus fulfilled. The specifics spelled out hundreds of years before he came. He did yeah. them all. Right. Um, we can trust that that God will keep his promises to us. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and then not only that, though, another quick example, too, of that is uh, I'm sure that most of you listeners know that like a few years ago, back in before 2012, Mm -hmm. there was a big cultural shock thing that people were scared, thinking that the world was going to end in 2012. I remember this. Because the Mayan calendar was ending. (laughs) Was ending. Yeah, the Mayan calendar. Nobody cared about the Mayan calendar before that. No one did. Yeah, no one did. I mean, they they made a movie about it, 2012. Oh, man. Yeah, and so so obviously 2012 came and gone, 2013 hits. You know what that means? Mayans, wrong. That's true. Right? You're right, you're right. Or or people who made a big deal about it, wrong. Yeah, right. Maybe people were just trying to capitalize on it with a cool movie. That's the thing, yeah. You never know. And so uh, so the point is, though, as we're saying, like, no, no, look, if the world started ending in 2012 and we started to see like these chain of events occurring before us, we should probably listen to the, what the Mayans have to say. Because yes, yes, yeah, it, it would have validated they knew something we don't. Right, right. Yeah. And so with that, it didn't happen, right? It didn't. We're all still here. It's, it's almost 2020. Yep. So, so, and we're all still here. And the, the fact is, is that, that when we look at biblical prophecies and events that happened through scripture that did come to pass, we should probably listen to what 
God has to say then, or yes. the, what Jesus has to say, because we can validate it based off of the evidence that they gave through the prophecies coming to pass and through the miracles performed. Yep. It's a really great method of knowing that God's legitimate and that he cares yes. about us. Prophecies are a big deal. Uh, now, a lot of people will say things like, well, you know, the, the Bible was changed after Jesus to seem like it's prophesying about him. Well, this is just factually wrong for multiple reasons. Uh, one of them is we have we have Old Testament documents that are older than Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that we right. found in the Dead Sea Scrolls that predate him, that have the prophecies in them about him. So they weren't rewritten after yeah, his like life. Yeah, like something that you can tangibly hold in yeah. your hands today. We have documents before he was born yes. that say things about him being born. So that's fascinating. But the other thing is, I was thinking about this. Do you know how crazy of a task it would be to go gather up all the Hebrew scriptures and change them all in all these 300 plus places yeah. to make it seem like this, this peasant carpenter from Nazareth was the Messiah? How yeah. could you go about finding all of them and change them, number one? Secondly, how would any Jew be okay with you going in and changing 300 things in, in the Old Testament text? Yeah. That makes in zero sense. In their scriptures, yeah. They would not let you do that. And then if you did... How did they not say anything about it anywhere in history? Like, we wouldn't know that that occurred someplace. <laughs> yeah. Right? So so then some people will say, well, no, the, you know, what, what happened, it was the dirty council of Nicaea. You know, it was all changed <laughs> by Constantine or, you know. And you just go, okay, but again, how did they go around the whole world and change all the New Testaments to match or find all the Old Testaments to change so that it seemed like they were... Yeah, Can't and you would have done. had so much evidence of people protesting against this if this occurred. Mm -hmm. And we but don't have you, any evidence you know of that. that. And we yeah. don't have any evidence anywhere of the text being changed from all the manuscripts we Yeah, found. so you're telling me that, that it, let's, let's just humor this theory for a minute. It, let's say it happened. You, you would have to make an argument and tell me that no one, either no one argued against this, no one fought back. Or even if people did, we don't have any evidence of people fighting back against the change of the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And then with that, you're also claiming that for the rest of history, people just believed in this lie. And then they all for, like they all got in on it. And then yeah. somehow we, somehow all of a sudden you who are telling me that, that they were changed, you know something that the rest of church history doesn't. Yeah. Well, wh so what they're like, saying is that they know something that can't be known by anybody. That, that's that's well, that the point. Sound, you know what that's called in, in the vernacular of Generation Z? Heresy. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's called <laughs> nice story, bro. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's great. It means nothing, though. It means right. nothing, right? You're, you're, you're arguing based on nothing with zero evidence, whereas we actually have reasons and evidence that these prophecies do predate the birth of Christ. Yeah, right. And if he fulfills 300 plus of these things, man, that's like a little bit of overkill. It is, yeah. Right? Like God is, is screaming at us to get our attention, saying, look at what I've done in history and trust that I am who I say I am. Yes. And so um, with that, with this series, we're going to be getting more in-depth on the prophecies, of the biblical prophecies. But the whole point of this episode, we just want to establish the idea of what a prophecy is and why why we should take it so seriously. Mm -hmm. If God well, could do it, if he honestly, could predict the future and then bring it to pass, maybe we yeah. should listen to, to the rest of his message. Yeah, and I think, I think people just uh, kind of gloss over this when they, they they look through scripture like, oh yeah, yeah, prophecy. Like, like, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I think we're missing the excitement that that should be there behind yeah, us. It's like, a big and how deal. How crazy it is that this stuff actually happened. Yep, and that yeah. God took His time in delivering the truth of the future 
to different prophets over different time periods so that we could look in retrospect and see <laughs> that he actually brought about the things he predicted would happen. Right, yeah. That's amazing. Like, that's such a great way of showing us he's legitimate. Yeah, it's so cool. And so we're so excited to get into that with you guys next week when we go through the biblical prophecies leading up to Jesus. Absolutely. And it's such a great time of year to, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, to talk with people about this stuff. You know why? Because there's prophecies and there's quotations from the Old Testament in a bunch of Christmas songs and hymns that we're yeah. singing all the time. People are familiar with the words of prophecy, but they might not know how old these words they're singing are and what they predicted about Jesus and how that validates God as being legitimate and trustworthy. Yes. So this is a great time of year, great opportunity for us to talk with our friends about what they're familiar with and inform them on who God is and how much he loves them. That's what we've got yeah. to be doing and at that's this the time thing of year. Around this too, it gives you an excuse to talk about it. That's the thing. Yeah. You got to realize like with, with Christmas coming and like talking about the meaning behind Christmas, it's not it's not awkward or uncomfortable. Like this makes it's natural. It fits in with the culture right now because we're talking about something that's occurring now. So so use this. Take advantage of this holiday season and talk with your uh, friends and family about Jesus and about the prophecy and about the true meaning of Christmas and why we look forward to it. Yep. And so that that's what we're, we want to push our listeners to be doing is to be taking this information and sharing it with other peoples because our goal in this podcast is to be able to equip Christians, be able to defend their faith, and to be confident in their faith. And then with that, we want you to be sharing this information with others. Absolutely. That's the whole goal of this. Sometimes I worry um, that... We can just get fat on apologetics arguments yeah. and do nothing with them. What good is it to be perpetually sharpening a sword you never intend to use? Yeah. It's worthless, right? <laughs> we need to be sharpened in order to be used. We need to have knowledge in order to share it with other people who don't know. That's the whole goal of what we're trying to do here. So please, take some time, be intentional, make some appointments, grab a cup of coffee, buy your friends a lunch, whatever you can do to go and share with them the most important information they need to know. And that is how much Jesus loves them, how he came here to die for them, how he validated that he was legitimately God, and that they can trust in the promise he gives them of eternal life. That's what we want to be all about. Yes. Yep. So thanks so much for being with us today. Please be sure to come back next week as we start to dig into what the Old Testament said and predicted about the coming Messiah. Thanks for so much for being with us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to help us reach more people.